Super Talk Mississippi media production. Kickstart your adventure now with a new Gud Golf Cart from Country Carts of Brookhaven. Gud Golf Carts are assembled right here in Mississippi with the best features around. And best of all, they're street legal. Country Carts of Brookhaven, 401 Highway 51 South, phone 601-748-0454. football going on right now so i appreciate you uh, bringing this up watching this as well as your football we got a lot to cover a whole lot to cover only a little bit of time i say a little bit i can go as long as i want i suppose i've got no time limit here so uh we got a lot to cover though obviously we'll talk about our teams mississippi state um if we're being totally honest there's two things at play with Mississippi State we'll talk about. One is how they played, which was sloppy and, frankly, just bad. And two, if they didn't play sloppy and bad, there are still concerns about the offense. Both of those things, I think, can simultaneously be true. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Ole Miss's win over Georgia Tech. They were, they were quite dominant today. Now, Georgia Tech is not a particularly good team, but 42 to nothing is 42 to nothing when you're on the road against an ACC team. There's no other way to spin that other than it was a, a very good day, a successful day, a dominant day. And I do believe any conversation about the quarterbacks, at least for now, is over. So you got that. That's done. Com- the quarterback conversation is done. So there's all that. All that is talk about, obviously, other things that happen in college football today. Uh, anything that's on your mind. Arkansas really struggled with um, Missouri State, <laughs> which is uh, which is brutal. The early slate was really, really bad today. We really didn't get a whole lot there. So hopefully, knock on wood, a lot of local conversation tonight. That's going to be fun. Texas currently in a dogfight with Texas San Antonio. Uh, Miami, Texas A&M is brutal to watch if you enjoy the game of football. Offense optional in College Station right now. Just a a terrible football game to watch. The Big Ten had a really bad day today. So whatever's on your mind, would love to hear from you. I am, of course, Michael Borky. Don't forget, if you uh, are here for the first time or you haven't done this yet, please subscribe to the channel. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel. Like the video as well if you uh, if you don't mind. That would help me a lot. So please like the video, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell because uh, I will do this on Tuesdays and Thursdays as well as obviously on Saturday nights. So let's get started. Zach just says, sigh. Yeah. <sighs> tough one. Tough one in Baton Rouge. Brown Yeti says, sick to my stomach. I'll have to watch the playback tomorrow. Have a good night. Hate to hear that. Chase says, my God, what a dumpster fire. Um, let's start there. Let, let, let's start there because I've got, I've got two things here. As I said a second ago, I've got two things here, and I think they're both true, and they're both concerning. On one hand, Mississippi State should have and could have won that game if they just clean – very basic things up. I mean, how many dropped passes did they have tonight? You had the Williams fumbled or muffed punt that directly led to an LSU touchdown. Just a bad, bad mistake there from the veteran. 
you had a penalty that brought back a long kickoff return, a missed extra point. It's sloppy football is really what cost Mississippi State tonight. They should have, if they take that away, won this game. If they just make routine catches, if they don't have a veteran muff a punt like that and just hand LSU a touchdown, if a penalty doesn't call back a long kickoff return, if you don't miss an extra point, at least it felt big there for a while, those kind of things um, were the difference tonight. But here's what concerns me about Mississippi State, and here's what concerns me um, about Mike Leach and in this this team moving forward. Even if they do all those things right, they still weren't good enough offensively. Yes, there was a handful of drops. Will Rogers' numbers are skewed because of drops. He was 24 of 42, but here's the problem here, guys. He was 24, 24 completions for 214 yards. The, the, the offense, when they play defenses like the one they played tonight, does not produce well enough. And that's concerning moving forward. Receivers aren't catching the ball. They are not explosive at all. Um, that The check down stuff to the running backs don't work. Um, there was a long run early in the game, but largely State couldn't run the football all that well. Offensive line didn't protect well. Even if they played clean, they still weren't going to put up a bunch of points and yards. That That's the concerning thing here is they ran into a competent defense tonight with good athletes and everything was kept underneath. The offense was not explosive at all. The line play was not very good. So on one hand, they played sloppy, and had they not, they should have won the game. But on the other, they still wouldn't have won the game because they were really good on offense. The air raid isn't raiding enough air. And forgive the pun, but it is not explosive enough. They are not a threat vertically. And so if you're going to just keep everything underneath and do a bunch of checkdowns, a defense with the athletes like LSU, they're just not going to get beat that way. So something has got to give for Mississippi. Something's got to give for State. They either have to be more explosive or they're going to have to play cleaner because you can't play sloppy with this offensive style and win any football game. Can't do it. So they've either got to be more explosive or they've got to clean everything up and win a bunch of tight games. My fear is with State is what we saw tonight is exactly what we saw so many times a year ago. They should have, as we've talked about how many times, they should have won nine games last year. Should have been a nine-win football team last year, maybe even more. But why did they lose games? Bad special teams, inopportune turnovers, dropped passes, not explosive enough, inopportune penalties. Here it is again. At, at what point is that going to change? When is that going to change? When, when they're playing better teams, are they going to start playing cleaner football? Because this is year three. Going down to Baton Rouge and losing is not a bad thing in year three. It's the way in which they lost this game is a concern. It's not that they did, it's how they did. Sloppy play. Mostly sloppy play. But you've got to be concerned about the lack of explosiveness from the offense. Ruff says, I guess, hey, Dad was right. He was. He did pick that game correctly. I did not. Tim says, State gave LSU the game. Feels like it. Feels like it. Gill says, State could have used Malik Heath tonight. Makes me sick. You know, some guys just need changes of scenery. Sometimes things just don't work out for a multitude of reasons. But they, they, this team could use him. It could. Austin says, the one time I want State to win, they go and drop the ball way too many times. 
Chase says, again, I was called pessimistic because I didn't buy the, quote, veteran and all the productivity coming back. They have shown they can't get out of their own way. It's a thing. It's their thing. And you know me, Chase, that everybody coming back was not exactly true. That that was a thing that was said, but that wasn't true. Not everybody was coming back. Your leading receiver gone and your first round pick left tackle gone. And they didn't protect well tonight. The first real test from State's offensive line after Charles Cross was not passed. It was not passed. Tim says, I told you, LOL, the under for Ole Miss. What was the over-under? I mean, Ole Miss did their part in that one. Jason says, I've never been a fan of Leach's air raid and have always thought it was a circus trick, but losing these games via the same crap mistakes every week is infuriating. Did State get outplayed or outcoached or both? That's a good question. Um, it Both. Both is the right answer. Uh, I mean, Mike Leach can't field punts for Austin Williams. Um, I mean, that, that's just that 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 is a thing that cannot happen with a guy at his age. But man, it, it feels so often like the offense is so predictable. You know what I mean? I mean, how often did it feel like LSU knew exactly what every everything that State was going to do, it felt like at times LSU knew that was going to happen. Take the lack of execution out of it. When they did execute, it was still not enough. I mean, again, listen to this. 24 completions, 42 pass attempts for 214 yards. It's not just drops. Drops are a problem, but it's not just drops. It's too much underneath. Nothing. I say nothing. Very little is explosive and vertical. I, I can't wait to see the advanced stats tonight for, for air yards traveled from Will Rogers tonight. You, you can't, against defenses this athletic, be as predictable as they seem to be. Chase says, hey, Dad is still sticking with eight wins because he called them losing this game. My question is, apart from three games where do you feel good about them getting even up to six wins? Well, <laughs> defensively, I think they're good enough. And, I mean, they, they get Arkansas at home, and Arkansas's defense is really, really suspect, especially against the air. Um, it, it wasn't all bad for State tonight. It wasn't all bad. I mean, defensively, they, they should have won the game. They should have won the game tonight. Um, the issue is if they're going to get to eight, that means they can only lose one game that is not Georgia and Alabama. Because, as I told you a few weeks ago, they're not beating Georgia and Alabama. I, I don't know where that momentum came from, from some fans about the Georgia game in particular. That game's not going to be close. It, that That game will not be close. Georgia and Alabama, even though Alabama looked bad with Texas next week, whatever, um, it is not going to be close. So they have a road trip to Ole Miss. They have a road trip to Kentucky. They still have to play Texas A&M, who's got defensive talent that can keep, that can really limit this offense. They can only afford to lose one more after Alabama and Georgia to get to eight. That's the concern now is where are those coming from? So is Florida going to blow this? I have the scoreboard up. I need to refresh it. My gosh, Anthony Richardson. Oh, boy. Tim says state drops a lot of balls. Dogs just don't didn't fight for the game. Jason says, don't forget the defense losing all quarterback containment right at halftime. That's another one. That's another thing. And uh, we talked about this on Thursday. The, the one thing that LSU could beat you doing was Daniels pulling the football down and running. And, and it felt like as good as State's defense played tonight, they did not have an adequate plan or answer 
for that. It, it just did happen far, far, far too often. I mean, he won the game with his legs. No threat vertically. Not really, anyway. Not until late when State's defense was worn, completely worn out. Um. Man, UTSA is fighting. They're they're about to tie this game. They're on Texas's four-yard line. How about that? How about that? Wills' offensive line got whipped all night. Yeah, sadly, we we got an answer uh, about what life without Charles Cross is going to be. LaRod72 says, Will can't handle a good pass rush. My question is, though, what quarterback – you know, how, how much better can somebody fare when they're under duress as much as he was tonight? You know, maybe there's, there's a more athletic guy. Well, they're recruiting one and are going to sign one that can provide better escapability than what Rodgers can give you. But they got whooped up front. It's hard to play quarterback when you're not protected well. Tim says Ole Miss got some good running backs and a good defense. I think good is underselling them, honestly. So about that Auburn prediction, what what happened with with, with Auburn? I, I I must have missed it. I, I was watching other other games. I, I don't know what happened. Oh boy, better to be bold and wrong than conscious or non-committal and right. I would rather be bold and wrong than wishy-washy and towing company lines and being right. So, yeah. Um, Brian Harson's getting fired. What a disaster at Auburn. My gosh, what a disaster. Zarek says, I don't want to hear that Ole Miss hasn't played anyone when so many teams continue to struggle and or lose to lesser competition. That's a very important point here. I mean, you saw what happened with Arkansas tonight. Um, Georgia Tech is not particularly good. Sorry, allergies are killing me. Um, Georgia Tech is not particularly good. They've got a lot of issues. They're going to be firing their coach after this season. But almost just went on the road to an ACC team and won 42 to nothing, and the score doesn't really reflect how dominant they were. That is significant. Does it mean they're going to go back to the Sugar Bowl? No, it doesn't mean that. I'm still not completely sold on offensive line play. I do think now that Jackson Dart has, at least in my opinion, solidified his standing as the quarterback, they can focus more on him and get him all the reps in practice, and and he can have a week where he is taking the majority of the snaps and, and he plays the majority of the game again against a lesser opponent to get them ready for Kentucky. Now that that is a thing, um, he should start to settle in and be even more comfortable. Uh, you would hope that that's the case, but he showed you today why I have talked about him as the guy that's going to win the job since he signed with Ole Miss because you saw the talent ceiling. Is he perfect? not anywhere close to being perfect. But you saw that he's a good athlete, by the way, can can be effective on the ground. And you saw the arm talent, especially in the second half. Um, he adds an explosive dynamic to Ole Miss's offense that um, that will allow them really to to reach their ceiling as a football team. If you don't have that that vertical threat, teams are going to key in on that running game, and, and Ole Miss is, for lack of a better term, screwed. They have got to be a threat vertically, and I think he provides you the better chance to be explosive. I mean, he was, what, 21 yards per completion today? You were explosive, and he showed you that he's got the the arm talent um, to, to be a really good quarterback. He's young. He's going to have growing pains but you saw the talent ceiling today. He's not close to the ceiling. He's very much on the first floor of a multi-story home. But you, the foundation is up. The foundation's been poured. The frames are up, and you see where that ceiling's going to be. You see where it is. He's not there yet, but you know where it is, and it's extremely high. Um, and he should be the guy moving forward. Furman won, by the way. 
Furman won. Ranked win on the road. Not to brag. East Tennessee State was great last year. Zach says, going on five years of watching solid state defenses be let down by inept offense. And the thing is, Zach, the coaches, the head coaches that have been leading those last five years are offensive guys. Make that make sense. Chase says, it's their thing. Every coach that faces state should hammer that. If we don't give them the game, they will give it to us. That's the thing. Uh, and, And it's worked, right? LSU appeared to be very patient uh, tonight defensively. Appeared to be very patient. Uh, you know, we'll give you five yards underneath. You'll throw an incompletion eventually. Kid's going to drop one. There's going to be a miscommunication. You don't complete 100% of your passes. You're going to screw up somewhere, and when you do, we will take advantage. LSU played it tonight. Perfectly. It helps when you've got the guys on the defensive line that they have. I mean, that, that that helps a ton. LSU has dudes. That's what I said this week, even though, again, I, I picked the game incorrectly, so what do I know? But I, I, was, I was saying this week that LSU has the bodies on defense that will make this game difficult, and they showed that tonight. Jason says it's too predictable for the SEC. State doesn't have the athletes either up front or out wide to throw up prayers against teams with top talent. Everybody knows it. Rod says, I don't think he got out coached. I think Will Rogers is limited. Mike says, George's defense will outscore State's offense. Yeah, I'm glad we can put that game, that conversation to bed. Chase says, they can't just go vertical. The problem is defenses in this conference put NFL edge rushers in wide nines and attack the tackles, then put seven, eight NFL linebackers and DBs in a max zone. This isn't the Big 12. It, it is not. And and so the, the, the recipe, until something changes or evolves offensively, they're going to have to play extremely clean football. I, I, I feel like we have talked about this for an entire season already because we did last year. State will win games when they play extremely clean football. If they don't, they're going to lose games. If they, When they play Arkansas and they play ex- clean, a very clean game, they'll beat Arkansas. But if they don't, they will lose, just like tonight. Same thing when they go to Lexington. Same thing when they play Texas A&M. Same thing when they play Ole Miss. I would even venture to say that Auburn is not a guaranteed win, like some people say, if they play like they did tonight. It's going to be the exact same thing as last year. They beat NC State. How? Played clean football. They beat Kentucky. How? Played really clean football. They beat Texas A&M. How? Played really clean football. Lost to Arkansas. How? Multiple missed field goals. Inopportune penalty late in the game. Lost to LSU. How? Lost to Ole Miss. Well, they kind of got beat up by Ole Miss, but... We are going to have, I I have an unfortunate feeling for state fans that we are going to have the identical conversations we had last year. The exact same conversations I believe we're going to be having again. I'm I'm afraid afraid of that for you because I I think that that's where we're headed. Zach says, I easily took South Florida in the points after I learned Bob Shoup took over their defense this year. Dude, why does Bob Shoup not get good jobs? Explain that to me. Why does he not get good jobs? Is there something like like deep in his past that like we don't know about that that, that is holding him back from getting good jobs? Honest question. He is great at what he does, and yet nobody wants him. It's bizarre. It's absolutely bizarre. They're driving, by the way. Uh, South Florida is down three, third and 22 on Florida's 35, though. But maybe they'll send it to overtime. I'll have something to uh, to watch when I'm done with you guys. By the way, Clemson's offense stinks. Kentucky's offense stinks, too. Horrible. Horrible. They're, they're not winning 10 games or 11 games like the people on the SEC network think they are. The Midwest picker says Ole Miss looks like a contender. Defense very good and running game elite. Yeah, they still haven't been tested yet. They have not been tested yet. But they look like 
they they look like it. They do absolutely, especially defensively. I mean, again, Georgia Tech not a juggernaut. Sim, but Sims has played a lot of football. He's a good athlete. He could do nothing. I mean, at all three levels, they have experienced, talented playmakers. Um, I mean, remember the back half of last season, Ole Miss defensively was was quite good, like really good. After the Arkansas game last year, Ole Miss defensively was why they won football games. And it's it, the, the talk a lot is about transfer portal, which I understand. But all three of their defensive linemen starters are returners from last year's team. All the secondary, but one is a returning starter from last year's team. So it's not like it's all transfers meshing. It's like these are guys that played for Ole Miss last year and, and, and were they had a borderline great defense at the end of last season. So it's not all transfer for them. It's a lot of guys that you've already seen do this at this level. And they're doing it very well. So they're missed 64 to 10. Yeah, I bet that's uh, therapeutic for uh, Coach Hall just to go get, you know, just go beat up on somebody, anybody. Jason says, Will is limited. Every time he takes longer than three seconds to throw the ball, he gets ear hold. Is that crazy? That crazy touchdown catch he threw to uh, Ra Ra. Another heartbeat later and on that, and Will is in concussion protocol. Um, that's on the offensive line, though, right? I mean, I, I don't, he doesn't strike me as a guy that holds on to the ball too long, not often anyway. I don't think he's protected well enough. Alan, I don't know what you mean. What do I think about Dart having a medio? Get it. Help me out there. Chase, it's hard to make a call on Ole Miss yet. I agree. It is hard. They've played absolutely no one. Look good doing it, though. I think they're pretty good, but we won't know if they're very good for another month. Well, they play Kentucky in two weeks, so that'll be a nice gauge. And Kentucky's style, I think, is one that Ole Miss defensively is not built for, not built to stop. I think Kentucky's going to try to line it up and run right at Ole Miss, and, and Ole Miss really – does not like have they, they don't run a defense that keeps a bunch of numbers like in the box, right? They play three down linemen and two linebackers. Now, Otis Reese might as well be a linebacker, even though he's a safety with where he plays on the line of scrimmage or or, or how he plays so close to the line of scrimmage. Same thing with like Tennyson and, and those guys. So they're running a three, two, six, but it's more like a three, four with with their alignment a lot. Uh, because they have big safeties that play close to the line of scrimmage, but still Kentucky style contrasts with Ole Miss style defensively. So we'll get a pretty good look there. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's hard to know for sure. Things don't always, or things are not always what they look like. Ole Miss looks very good, but that that doesn't mean they are until we know yet, and we don't know yet. Tim says Auburn's season is over. Hugh Freeze, new coach at Auburn or West Virginia? Um, I don't think that he's going to be the next head coach at Auburn. I don't. What do I think about Dart having a mediocre game, but Dart showing corral toughness? It helps to have those running backs. I don't. I wouldn't call what he did today mediocre. Would you? I mean, ten of sixteen. One of those was a drop. One of those was batted at the line of scrimmage. Another one was a deep ball that should have been caught that wasn't. I mean, 20 yards per completion with in his third start. Well, no, his second start at a new school. I don't know. I, I mean, maybe I'm grading on a curve because I, I, I haven't expected – too much knowing the circumstances, you know, young quarterback, very young quarterback. That was his, I mean, that was his third game, second start at a new school that he joined in February. He's 19. Uh, 
maybe I'm just grading him on a curve, but I don't I don't think today was mediocre. I, I don't think it was perfect, but I wouldn't call it that. I, I thought he looked quite good, especially after the interception. You know, he, he throws an interception. This is a good sign for Ole Miss. He throws a bad interception, which, by the way, Matt Corral threw basically the exact interception last year at Auburn. Um, but he makes a bad decision, throws a bad pick at the end of the half, and gets his ass chewed. And he just got ripped apart by his coach and then came out and was basically flawless uh, immediately after that. So that, that that's a good that's a good uh, sign of a mental makeup of your young quarterback as he's able to take that, make a mistake, take that, and then turn it into what I thought was pretty high-quality play in the second half. I'm not as convinced. Well, one, I don't think it would happen. I would be surprised. Truly, I would be surprised if an SEC school goes down the Hugh Freeze Road at this point. Uh, I would be be surprised. But if all of the hurdles are able to be jumped – and I think there are a lot of hurdles. If you catch my drift, that would have to be jumped. Then I do think you would win because you can coach football as good as a, damn near anybody. But there are some other things that, that would get in the way. Devin says, I didn't think I would see a Lane Kiffin coach team score six, six touchdowns all on the ground. That's the thing, though, Devin. It's, uh, Ole Miss has led the SEC in rushing each of the last two years. Uh, when, when they did a studio cut-in, and the guys in the studio were like, oh, Lane Kiffin, just only four completions so far in the first half. That's not like him. I thought, you guys don't watch them then because they run the ball a lot. Rod says Mullins often struggled against good SEC defenses as well. Yeah, never – Mullen never punched up. I say never. Rarely punched up. It was always even or down. Memphis Rebel says, I was scared that Heath tore his ACL just for him to catch a dime by Dart a couple of plays later. That was a beautiful throw. Um, looked like, a, I guess, just a weird cramp or something, huh? Because, yeah, I thought it was the same thing. Chase says, quote, we will have the same conversations as last year. I hate it when I'm right. I hate it when I'm right, too. But I, I'm too much. I, I'm right too much to, to hate it. I need to learn how to like it because I'm, I'm right too often. Anthony says the O was real good. The D is the team, though. Yeah. The SEC West, he also says, doesn't look as strong as we thought. It is not. It is not. A lot of beatable and flawed teams here. Oh, I missed it. I I, I don't have any streams up just to make sure that that this functions well. I've I've only got the scoreboard up. So uh, South Florida dropped the snap, and they still almost made the kick is what you're saying. That's a shame. That is an absolute shame. How did Utah lose that game? Jeez. Tim says, well, has Michigan been tested? Colorado State, Hawaii, UConn. They have not. They have not been tested yet. Mike says, Ole Miss's Miss defense has the longest streak in the nation of holding opponents to 21 or less. Eight games. Wow, what a stat. I did not know that. Yeah, man, that's what I'm talking about, though. I mean, after the Arkansas game last year, that's how they won football games. And, and, and that got lost on a lot of people because Kiffin and Corral and all that, they beat Texas A&M on defense. They were able to win in Knoxville because they played good defense that night. Uh, they beat Mississippi State largely because they kept stayed off the scoreboard. I mean, even in, in the Sugar Bowl game they lost, they were great defensively that night. Zurich says, mediocre by whose standards? Everyone acts like quarterbacks don't make that same mistake at every level. Some are just lucky and get away with it or are surrounded by five stars like Alabama or Georgia. Yeah, I'm, I, I have been quite confused about the hyper-criticism of quarterback play at Ole Miss. I mean, I, I had somebody text me earlier today, Ole Miss doesn't have a quarterback. I thought, what, what are you watching? Why am I like the – the role should be reversed. I should be telling you guys that – it's not as good as you think. Not me telling you that it's better than you think. Where this angst, this 
hypercritical nature of the quarterback spot is bizarre. It is absolutely bizarre. It's like you forgot what developing young quarterbacks is like. It's it's crazy emotional. Tim says Missouri, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt might want freeze one day. Um, Vanderbilt's three and one. I told you to take that win total over. I told you. I told you to do it. You should have. I would have gotten you some money. Vanderbilt was going over. And they did already. Four games in. Three wins. Good for Clark Lee. Good for Clark Lee. Oregon and BYU today. Geez, how good is Georgia? Yeah, Georgia is... uh, They are a machine. They are an absolute machine. And what's crazy is, like, people, we talked about this before. I don't, I don't need to repeat myself, I guess. But this, that, what you saw from Georgia today and what you're going to see from Georgia all season and also last year, that, that baffles me when people apply the same logic to Texas A&M. Oh, well, A&M's, they're just going to recruit their way to Georgia's level and they're just going to win by default. Is that what you think Georgia's doing? You think Georgia's just winning by default? And they're not extremely well coached. Yes, they have five stars all over the field. They have one of, if not the most expensive roster. And yes, I said that correctly. In college football, they have bought in to recruiting at Georgia. But they're, I mean, a former NFL offensive coordinator runs Georgia's offense. Up until this season, Oregon's head coach was running Georgia's defense. They're creative. They're nasty. It seems like they've got a really good culture built. Texas A&M will not achieve that until they make marked changes. Georgia's not just winning on talent. They don't look like they did today because they've got better players than South Carolina. They do. They look like they did today because they have better players who are also extremely well coached it's Nick Saban in the SEC East that I'm I'm afraid that we are getting Nick Saban in the SEC East that we're just passing the torch from one to the other whenever Nick Saban decides to hang it up I'm sure on quarterback says I think it's another Corral Plumley thing people want Altmeyer QB1 because he's a Mississippi guy yeah there are media guys that, that want that as well um it, it people have their emotions caught up in this deal. Um, I think I think that's part of it. Is some people can't just have the um, Lane Kiffin's got a two decade long track record of handling and developing quarterbacks extremely well and very quarterback friendly offenses, um, and and not believing that to. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I mean, after after today, I don't think it's much of an issue. Yeah, I agree with this. Utah has no talent compared to the SEC. They just happen to have what you think is a top-five coach. I do uh, agree with, with all of that. Midwest Picker says, Texas A&M hanging on to a 10-3 to lead by good defense only. I don't think they can compete in the West by scoring like this. No, they cannot. Max Johnson is not the the savior after all. If I look into my crystal ball, who's Auburn's new head coach? A big-time hire or a sir-yes-sir type of coach? A sir-yes-sir type of coach. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. You know, it's, it's a program that has recently sort of won a championship. They're in the SEC West. They've got a lot of money. But if you're an established head coach somewhere, why would you? I wouldn't. It's toxic, man. Brian Harson ha- has no shot, had no shot whatsoever. They created an atmosphere of toxicity that I don't think you can overcome. I don't think it's overcomable. Would you, t- If you're Mark Stoops, would you touch that? I've seen that name thrown out there. I wouldn't. If you're Lane Kiffin, would you touch that? Hell no. You're in the same division that you're already in, sharing a state with Nick Saban, with 
ridiculous expectations. And they're not that great in the NIL game either. Like The Pac-12 is about to beat two ranked teams on the same day in nine years. Really? Yeah, how about Mel Tucker <laughs> securing the bag and then getting smoked at Washington? Well, I guess they're coming back a little bit, but that one's over. Enjoy the content. Subscribe. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Tell your friends. Sachs says the only established coach that would take the Auburn job is one ready to retire after a single four and eight season with a guaranteed contract. Yeah. And they'll do that. I mean, they'll they'll get somebody really good. I, I don't think that the candidate list is I, I don't think those are going to it's going to be similar to Nebraska. I mean, reportedly, Nebraska made contact with Urban Meyer. Maybe that's the kind of thing that Auburn's going to have to do. Maybe they're going to have to go with somebody that's tainted. Maybe Hugh Freeze does finally get his chance, and they just weather the storm that would come. Because regardless if you think it's just or not, there are people that cover college football that won't just let that happen without, without writing some things. If you feel like weathering that storm, then go for it. It just depends on what they think they know would be written. How's that? Chase says, if I was a, quote, hotshot coordinator, I wouldn't take Auburn either. I get it. They're Auburn, but at the same time, I'm still not going there. Nope. I wouldn't touch it, man. I wouldn't. I mean, they tried to find dirt on him to fire him with cause and allowed people to run with and report on and talk about an extramarital affair with a young staff member and did nothing about it. They let that run wild because they wanted it to be true and couldn't prove it because it wasn't. Do you want that in your life if you don't win enough football games? Do you really want that in your life if you don't win enough football games? A guy with a wood company and an axe to grind digging and digging and digging into your personal life and your marriage and your job, everything, to find a reason to fire you? You wouldn't accept that. I wouldn't. I mean, there's nothing to find. But the fact that they would do it tells me I'd tells me all I need to know. Don't want to be a part of that. Tim says Luke is a good quarterback. What would Dart have done last year in the Sugar Bowl? Good or better or about the same? I, I don't know. Uh Ole Miss was losing that game regardless of who was playing quarterback. They got whooped so bad up front, it doesn't matter. Just doesn't matter. Chase, uh, Chase says, I'm not taking my first shot there. With those sharks swimming around every day, one day coaches will see big boy jobs aren't necessarily better jobs. Dan Mullen. Yeah. The landscape has changed so much. I mean, I, I guess there's only a handful of places where you think you can win a championship, but now that the playoff is getting expanded, and we don't need to talk about this any further than here, but I can't help but wonder if that makes a lot of current jobs a little bit more attractive for these guys. Like Mark Stoops at Kentucky. He'll never win or make the playoff in its current form. Maybe the expansion will help you stick around. I don't know. Would Mullen go to Auburn? He absolutely would, but that they won't hire him. He's not sexy enough. You think Carson would succeed at Ole Miss? Hmm. He probably should have stayed where he was. I bet he regrets that deeply. You would take Mullen back? I, I would too if I were you. Absolutely I would. 
Chase says, I was real partial to always beating who we should, splitting our equals and never beating Alabama. You knew what to expect anyway. Levy or Bryles to Auburn. Hmm. Would Auburn have enough, or would they be able to swallow their pride enough to hire Jeff Levy? Because it's not a splash, and you know how that works. If it was expanded this year, Ole Miss would, yeah. If the playoff was expanded, the conversation we would be having around Ole Miss would be playoff right now. Now, that could change, of course, but the game in two weeks against Kentucky that would be the conversation is this is a playoff-implicated game. Instead, it's just a pretty big game. And that's all it really is. So, anyway. Um, final thoughts. Send, send, send them in quickly. I'll stall a little bit to see if there's anything else you guys want to talk about, and then I'm going to hang it up and finish the night, watch the end of this A&M-Miami game. Looks like I was right on that one. I think Texas A&M, or I thought going in that Texas A&M was going to win, and it looks like they're going to going to do just that. So, Chase puts in quotes, he did us dirty. He said he wouldn't leave. He was midseason. What was he supposed to say? This is Starkville. That's the Florida Gators. Of course I'm out of here as soon as they call. <laughs> um. If, well, here's my concern, Chase, is let's pretend. I think it's too premature to have this conversation, but let's just pretend that that it doesn't work out with Leach. Do you want the guy that hired the first two coaches that didn't work out hiring a third? Because I wouldn't. If Mike Leach doesn't work out, if I were you, if I were a Mississippi State fan and Mike Leach does not work out, I want somebody else hiring the next football coach. Because, yes, a baseball national championship is a valuable thing, especially, especially at a place like Ole Miss. Or, well, at Ole Miss, but at Miss, like, like a place like Mississippi State. That's a very bad slip-up. Please forgive me. It's late. Um. But it does not come anywhere close to hiring and firing football coaches. I don't I don't think I don't think it holds up. Truthfully, I, I think it frankly doesn't matter. Because if you have hired two failed football coaches, I don't care what the baseball program is doing. Not at all. Couldn't care less if you have hired two failed football coaches. I don't care what baseball's doing. Somebody else needs to make that hire. It's harsh, but it's true. Do I think College Game Day is going to Oxford in two weeks? It's possible. Uh, if you want that to happen, root for Texas A&M to beat Arkansas. If you want that to happen. Because if Arkansas and Alabama are undefeated, they'll go to Fayetteville. Zurich says, Levy won't leave Oklahoma. Venables will make him head coach and wedding to replace him in five years. Well, where's Venables going? Why is he leaving? Head coach and wedding's not going to do it, especially when it's an SEC job. Memphis Rebel says, how much Lane has been talking about culture makes me think he's not too concerned about leaving unless he's paid ungodly amounts of money. Yeah, it would take that or an NFL job. Um, I mean, his daughter apparently is going to be going to school at Ole Miss next year. There's some real-life changes that are happening with him that would lead you to think that he would be more likely to stick around. But don't put your guard down. Um, because I do think, like, if the Panthers comes open, you know, he's gone tomorrow. Uh, but the 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 non-NFL list of places that he would leave Ole Miss for, I think, is shrinking by the day. Things have changed a lot. Miami plus five and a half was too sketchy. Yet Vegas knew something, didn't they? I did call that one though. I got I got that one right. Uh, 
Nope, don't want Cohen hiring anyone else who wasn't the baseball coach. Yep, I agree. He's gone over in every single sport but Lamonis, but because let's not forget. And the thing is, um, no, Lamonis has gone great, but that took a and, and how could you have known that Canizero was behind the scenes um not a good guy? How could you have known that? So that's not exactly fair to to put on him, but it, it, it's not like Lamonis was his first choice and he hired him and nothing else happened. You know, there was a failed hire that happened before that. Not a good track record. Just point blank. It's not a good track record so far. Jason says, I said, when State got smoked by Georgia and Auburn in consecutive weeks, that if Mullen ever wanted to try to win a championship, he had to leave State. Not when the playoff expands, although still changes things. Saxes Venables is going to State where we will establish the new defensive empire and win every game three to nothing. It's possible. Uh, Mike, I do not know who won uh, the the Polk's picks. I that that is that is a Richard Pet project. If you can believe it, somebody other than me works on the show. Um, he won't like that I said that. Um, but yeah, that, that's a that's a him thing. So I, I don't have access to the results in, unless they're public. But I, I don't know truthfully. Would Ole Miss take Matt Rule if Lane left? I think they should explore it. Great college coaches sometimes don't work out in the NFL. Hello, Nick Saban. Not saying he's Nick Saban, but you can't ignore what he's done in college. NFL's a different animal. Corey says 11-1. and one. You're going to send me that every day, aren't you? I appreciate that. Why on earth was the over-under 62.5 today at Georgia Tech? They can't score. That was free money. I was shocked at how off that number was. I, I guess people just don't believe in Ole Miss defensively yet would uh, would be my guess. But anyway, I'm going to hang it up, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, subscribe. Please subscribe. Um, but it was good to see you this late. And, uh, and I'll be back Tuesday night, 7.45. Tuesday night, I'll be back here with you, obviously talking about football. But please like the video. Please subscribe. Tell your friends. Grab your wife's phone and like the video for her or, or subscribe to the channel for her as well. I uh, would love to get, um, would love to get to a thousand. That would help me a lot. Last comment, and then I'm going to hang it up. I know a guy who called Lane a clown for wanting to skip to the NFL. Like that's the point of coaching. The the quality of life of an NFL coach compared to college is not comparable. It's not even comparable. It, it, I mean, you have a real off season, you have real downtime. You don't have to befriend 16 year old boys all day. You just coach ball. And when you're not coaching ball, you don't have to do anything else. The quality of life is not even close. Um, so much better in the NFL than it is college in terms of quality of life. A lot more pressure, a lot more difficult as a coach to scheme and win. But the quality of life is not even close. Anyway, y'all have a good night. Good rest of your weekend. See you Tuesday. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.